Hello and welcome. My name is Bill Pinches. I'm a minister of the Gospel of Jesus Christ and a pastor in the Presbyterian Church USA. The congregation I serve is located in a wonderful little city just outside Lansing, Michigan, and this podcast you are listening to is a podcast about daily prayer. No, scratch that. It's not a podcast about daily prayer. It's a podcast for daily prayer. In each episode, I'm going to lead a time of prayer that's linked to the days and the seasons of the church year. Now, Christians have a lot of options when it comes to daily prayer. There are some very nice devotional books that you can purchase. There are also lots of resources available online. The kind of daily prayer that we're going to do here is a little different. In fact, it may be pretty unfamiliar to many of you, so I thought it would be helpful to offer you a little commentary a brief introduction to this type of prayer. In 2018, the Presbyterian Church USA published an updated version of our Book of Common Worship. That's a book that provides a wealth of liturgical resources that many pastors use in the creation of our Sunday worship services week after week. The 2018 version, like the 1993 version before it, contains a lengthy section focusing on daily prayer. Years ago, I started to explore these daily prayer rubrics. I was very intrigued, but honestly, I was also a little overwhelmed by it. It offered a form of prayer that I was frankly not very familiar with. I hadn't grown up with it, nor had I experienced it in any of the churches I had ever been involved with. It was one of those things that I coming back to, kept coming back to, however. It felt rich, but it also was a little complicated. It's adapted from some Lutheran and Episcopal resources, especially the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. Maybe you've heard of that one. That's a real classic, and I mean that in the very best sense of the word. I know Episcopalians whose spiritual life has been greatly enriched by the discipline of offering the prayers in the Book of Common Prayer every day. That book is itself based on other long-standing Christian traditions, stemming back to the Catholic and Orthodox Church, and those are ultimately rooted in the ancient Jewish prayer tradition that developed centuries before Jesus. What I came to understand over time is that there's this wonderfully rich tradition of daily prayer that Christians have been using for centuries upon centuries, and that has developed into slightly different versions in some of the different branches in the Christian church today. Learning more about these traditions and beginning to offer these prayers in my own daily life not only helped me feel closer to God, but also closer to my Christian sisters and brothers in all those different traditions. For me, it was, and still is, a journey, and it's a journey that I'd like to invite you to join. Now, there are a few things you need to know about this daily prayer practice. First of all, it involves praying four times a day. Yeah, four times a day. That may sound like a lot, but there was a time in Christian history when seven times a day was the norm, and there are still some Christians who pray seven times a day. We're going to do four. If that feels like a really big jump for you, like diving into the deep end of the pool when you don't know how to dog paddle, or trying to run a marathon when you get winded running just a few blocks, then I'd encourage you to start smaller. Begin maybe with one of the four, make that a habit, and then add more later on. See, I think you'd be better off starting small and working your way up than trying to take on all of it, and then giving up if it's more than you're ready for at the moment. The four times are these. 
morning, you know, like when the sun comes up, or as a part of your normal morning routine. Midday, perhaps around lunchtime or on your lunch break. Evening, around dinner time or when the sun goes down. And at the end of the day, like when you're getting ready to go to bed. These four times of prayer are not all the same length. The morning and evening prayers are longer. The midday and end of day prayers are shorter. Morning prayer will probably be about 10 minutes long, midday prayer about 5, evening prayer about 15, and end of day prayer about 5. That adds up to about 35 minutes a day, and that may sound like a lot. But you can engage in these prayers while you're doing other routine activities that don't require a lot of thought, like eating the breakfast, or driving to work, or going for a walk. Each of these four times of prayer follows a particular pattern. Morning prayer includes, among other things, a morning psalm, a reading from the New Testament, a canticle, that's a kind of song, I'll say more about those in a minute, prayers of thanksgiving and intercession, and the Lord's Prayer. Midday prayer includes a psalm of praise, a reading from the Old Testament, a time for silent prayer, that'll be about 30 seconds long, and the Lord's Prayer. Evening prayer includes a focus on Christ as the light of the world. And you can light candles at the beginning of this service during the opening poem. There is the poem and a thanksgiving for the light near the beginning of this service, then some evening psalms, a reading from the Gospels, a canticle, prayers of thanksgiving and intercession, and the Lord's Prayer. Finally, the prayer at the end of the day includes a prayer of confession, an end-of-day psalm, a brief scripture reading, the Lord's Prayer, and a canticle. And this is just one way of following the daily prayer routine in the Book of Common Worship. The book allows for some flexibility. There are some elements that I could have included and decided not to. For example, there's a prayer that gives thanks for baptism. I could have included that in the morning prayer time. I decided not to because it's very possible that some of you listening to this might not yet have been baptized. Basically, I tried to make sure I was including the essential elements and then some of the others as I felt led. It may be that over time I will make some modifications to the format, but we'll start with this for now. And you don't need to own a copy of the book. You can purchase one if you want. They are available online, but for this podcast, you don't need it. I'll just lead you. You may be wondering about the Lord's Prayer. It is included, as I said, in all four of the daily prayer times. I had a couple concerns about that. First, I don't want that prayer to become completely rote, And second, I'm aware that there are at least three different versions of the Lord's Prayer that are in common usage in the English language today, and some people are very partial to a particular one. It felt like a no-win situation if I opted to go with one version at the exclusion of the others. So what I decided to do is to offer all three. So morning prayer includes the trespasses version from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. Midday prayer includes the debts version, which is probably the version most familiar to Presbyterians. Evening prayer includes the sins version. That one was created at an ecumenical consultation a few decades back. Both of those latter two, the debts and the sins versions, can be found in the Presbyterian Book of Common Worship. Then, finally, at the end of the day, I offer you a choice. I start the prayer by saying, Our Father, and then there's just silence, so that you can offer the version of the prayer that's most meaningful to you as you head off to sleep. 
Now, a word about the canticles. Canticles are ancient songs. Some of them come straight from the pages of the Bible, like the song that Mary sings in the first chapter of the Gospel according to Luke, called the Magnificat, or the hymn that Paul quotes in his letter to the Philippians. There are several canticles like that in the New Testament, and there are also some in the Old, like the song that Hannah sings in 1 Samuel, and some songs in the book of Isaiah. There are also other canticles that aren't in the Bible, but that were sung in the early church, where they're quoted in some of the surviving Christian literature from the early years. Three of the daily prayer services include a canticle. Over time, you'll hear a variety of different canticles in those three spots. But the thing is, we don't have the original music for any of those. We don't really know what they sounded like originally. And besides, they were in different languages. The ancient texts preserve the words, but not the notes. So composers through the centuries have set these to different tunes or created new tunes for them. All these canticles were originally written in some other language, Hebrew or Greek or Latin, so they don't always have a smooth rhythm when they get translated into English. Over time, musicians created tonal patterns that the words can be set to, regardless of how many syllables are in each line. The Presbyterian Book of Common Worship includes eight such tonal patterns that can be used for the canticles and also for the psalms. I'm going to sing these canticles. Now, if there's one part of this podcast that I'm most nervous about, it's these canticles. I don't really consider myself a singer. I'm sure that many of you could sing these better than I can, and I gave serious thought to just reading them. But I ended up concluding that if I did that, we'd be missing out on one of the rich elements in these prayers. For centuries upon centuries, these canticles have been sung. So I'm going to give it a shot. I ask you to forgive my feeble attempt, and if you can sing them better, please feel free to go right ahead. I mentioned that there is a gospel reading in the evening, a reading from the New Testament in the morning, and an Old Testament reading at midday. Over the course of a year, you're basically going to hear the entire New Testament and a little less than half of the Old Testament. The following year, you'll hear the New Testament again, in a different order, plus most of the rest of the Old Testament. What we're following here is called a two-year daily lectionary. So after two years, you will have heard pretty much the entire New Testament twice, and the vast majority of the Old Testament once. I should reiterate that all the scripture readings and the prayers are all thematically tied to the days and seasons of the church year. Scripture readings also, for the most part, follow a logical sequence. In the show notes for each episode, I'm listing the different scripture readings and canticles and other elements in each time of prayer. In the audio version, I'm not citing chapter and verse in the prayers themselves. All those little numbers weren't in the original text of the Bible anyway. They were added later on. But if you look at the show notes that you can find online, then you'll see what the specific chapters and verses are. I'm starting this podcast right at the end of November in the year 2020. Yeah, that 2020. This has been an incredibly difficult year on so many fronts. Most of us are worshiping from home these days due to the ongoing pandemic. And it's really because of that pandemic that I decided to pursue this. For one thing, I've learned a lot about technology this year. 
For another, there's a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression and a lot of stress and a lot of grief out there. We need some more ways to cope. I don't have anything better to offer you than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if I can offer that gospel to you every day and provide a means by which you can lift your prayers to Almighty God every day, then I think I will have done this world a service. I don't honestly know how long I will keep this up. In my heart, I'd like to be able to continue for many years, but circumstances will undoubtedly change over time. Hopefully by next spring or summer, a vaccine will be widely available and we can resume worshiping in our churches again. But maybe this daily discipline is something we'll want to continue long after the pandemic is over. These daily prayers weren't created for the pandemic. They've existed for decades, centuries, really. But maybe God's using the pandemic to lead us to them. When the Jewish people were hauled off into exile in Babylon some six centuries before Jesus, they had to adapt to a very changed reality. They could no longer worship in their temple, which had been destroyed. Their faith and their religion could have died. But what happened instead was they developed some new prayer traditions that didn't require a temple, traditions that they could do at home or in small groups of people, traditions that have endured all the way to the present. In times of hardship, their prayer life thrived. Maybe ours will do the same. So this is the beginning. It is admittedly a fairly ambitious effort on my part. I'm going to try hard to stay on top of this. There's a chance I might fall behind if I get really busy at church or if I were to get sick. I'd invite you to pray for me as I seek to engage in this ministry. I'm not asking for anything in return. If you feel like doing something as a way of saying thank you, then I would just encourage you to make a contribution to the church that you call home. Churches exist solely because of the generosity of people like you. So this is enough of an introduction. Now it's time to get to work. Time to get busy with our daily prayer. We're going to begin on November 29th, the first Sunday of Advent. Stay tuned. <laughs>